Hello, and welcome to Football and Other Things. This is Adam Olson coming to you from the Olson Family Complex. I've been on a hot football streak as of late, but I need to get to some other things simply because we got to give the people what they want. And do the people want football? Well, of course the people want football. And even when the people don't think they want football, they want football. That's just it's the way it is, man. Um, God loves us, and God gave us football. And God gave us podcasts. And God gave me the ability to do a podcast about football and other things. So this is going to be a lot of the other things that I've been missing from the podcast. It's not that I forgot about them. I just had a concept that I got very excited about. And so without further ado, because I tend to ado quite often, I am going to talk about some other things outside of football. Hot takes? Yes. Cold takes? No way, man. These are all hot, hot takes. All right. So the first thing, the first thing, very controversial. The best Marvel villain, the best Marvel villain of all time. I sit here and I pause, a pregnant pause, you might say, because I'm letting you think. There's really only one right answer. If you want to say the wrong answer, that's okay. The best Marvel villain, without a doubt, is Thanos. It's, it's not even close. So what you have to do is you have to look at and categorize, okay, I've, I've seen all these Marvel movies. How many villains are there in each of these Marvel movies? What do I consider to even be a villain? Okay, for example, uh, Loki. Do we consider Loki to be a villain? Is Loki a villain? To some people, yes. To others, no. To some people, it might be, well, he started off as a villain, now he's not a villain, and he's got his own TV show. So, mm, I don't know if Loki's a villain. Me, personally, I can't look at his entire body of work and now think he's a villain. If you think, well, Adam, in the first Avengers movie, he led an assault on Earth and tried to take over the planet. Really, he was just a pawn for Thanos. And, I mean, Loki tried to kill Thanos later on, which, you know, bad guys tend to do. I just think Loki is just a good character. He's part of the show, and he's grown. And uh, he's been in several movies. So anyway, the answer is Thanos. Of course Thanos is the best, uh, the best Marvel villain. But after Thanos, after Thanos, who's the next best Marvel villain? Okay, so I got a couple candidates for you. Gore the God Butcher, okay, who was the villain in the most recent uh, Thor movie, Thor Love and Thunder which was, I liked that movie. I thought it was really good. Gore was played by Christian Bale. Okay. Then you have Eric Killmonger. Okay. Who was in the first Black Panther movie. All right. Uh, and then he was played by Michael B. Jordan. All right. And then you have, here's my sleeper pick. Sleeper pick, and I am going to go off on a tangent here. My sleeper pick is Ivan Vanko or Ivan Vanko Whiplash from Iron Man 2. Now, this is the Adam tangent moment, so it's related to, but it doesn't directly answer the question. Why on earth?
earth do all these critics somehow think that I am going to believe them when they say that Iron Man 3 was better than Iron Man 2? What? Are you crazy, man? Iron Man 3 was probably the worst Marvel movie I've ever seen. What, Adam? There's no way you can say that. What about Thar- Thor Dark World? Okay, that's fair. That Thor Dark World wasn't great. I, I thought Iron Man 3 was no bueno. Now, overall as a movie, without like the Marvel standard, I mean, it's still good. But if you want to compare it to other movies, Iron Man 3 was not good. And it was definitely not better than Iron Man 2. Iron Man, you had Mickey Rourke as Ivan Vanko in Iron Man 2. In my opinion, one of the sleeper best villains, okay? So really, to get back to the point, what we're really trying to answer is, who's the second best Marvel villain ever, okay? After Thanos. You can't you can't say someone was a like a better villain than Thanos. I mean, you can, but you're wrong. So it's clearly either, in my opinion, one of three choices. Eric Killmonger, Gore the God Butcher, or Whiplash, Yvonne Vanko. Okay? Now, if you really get down to it, I've been I've been thinking about this. A great villain is someone who as the audience watches the movie or watches the storyline over multiple movies and gets to know that character better, regardless of whether you've read the comics, okay? I, I, don't, I don't really read comics. I, I've read some before, but that's not, that's not in my wheelhouse. That's not something I consistently do. So therefore, I'm not going to be one of those people that goes, oh, well, in the comics it was like this, but in the movies it was like that. That's fine. You need those people. You need those purists. You need those comparison people um, just like my wife reads uh, Harry Potter books and then compares them to the Harry Potter movies yikes Uh, so that is not one of the other things we're going to give much time to on this podcast in my opinion Eric Killmonger was the next best Marvel villain after Thanos Okay, I thought Michael B. Jordan did an awesome job portraying him I knew very little about him, but I did some research on the character once I knew that that was the name of the villain in the first Black Panther movie. And I just thought at the end of that movie, uh, the way that um, T'Challa could have saved Eric Killmonger's life, and Eric Killmonger just said, no, bury me in the sea with my ancestors because they knew death was better than being held in chains. And like his face and the way he delivered that line and um, knowing what that character went through when when he was younger uh, and then learning about the betrayal that he had and everything that uh, built up to that. Eric Killmonger was off the chain, dude. Off the chain. Uh, I think that Gore the God Butcher was number three. Uh, and I think Ivan Vanko's number four. Most people, again, don't give Iron Man two enough love, and they don't they don't think Ivan Vanko slash Whiplash was a good villain. He was an awesome villain, and he had no business competing with Tony Stark, and yet he did. He did, and he said one of the most like uh, what's that what's that uh, meme where you have like the brain the elect 
the the brain with the lightning bolts on it, like mind storm brain or whatever it is. Uh, he said one of one of the most like memorable quotes ever. He said, "If you could make God bleed, then people will cease to believe in Him." Now these are movies like the God that I believe in. <laughs> that God, that God doesn't bleed. Jesus Christ bled on the cross when He was crucified. Focus, Adam. So when Ivan Vanko said those lines to Tony Stark. If you could make God bleed, then people would cease to believe in him. And then later on in the Avengers, when Tony Stark was fighting Thanos, and he he did all these different things, and he finally hit Thanos in the face and gave him a little scratch, and there was blood coming out, and Thanos goes, "All that for a drop of blood?" I was like, I was like the Leonardo DiCaprio where he's smoking the cigarette and he's holding a beer and he's pointing at the screen. That was me. I'm like, dude, he made. Thanos bleed and Thanos thinks he's a god. So anyway, anyway, Thanos number one, way up here. Then Eric Killmonger, very good. Then Gore the God Butcher, a lot of trauma. And then Ivan Vanko. And then you can have all those other villains. That's me. Okay, moving on from best Marvel villain ever. Now to some more realistic and yet completely preposterous things. Okay. What is a garage for? What's a garage for? Adam, a garage is to put your vehicles in. I agree with you, listener. You are smart, you are educated, and you understand the concept of a garage. Unfortunately, several people do not. This is a hot, hot take. I'm going to make some people very mad with this one. If you put enough stuff in your garage, then your vehicles will not fit in your garage. Then you have to park them in the driveway or you have to park them out on the street, sometimes far away from your house. When you have to park your vehicle in your driveway or out on the street, you know what happens? Your theft levels and your theft threat goes up. Also, your vehicle has to endure weather damage of some sort. My recommendation is that all that stuff that you have in the garage that is taking the space up that should be used to park your vehicle, that stuff that's in the garage that you don't use anymore, you should sell it or you should donate it to charity but you don't need it in your garage. Lord knows how much of a tetanus obstacle course you have in that garage. Lord knows how many pawn shop items you have in that garage. And yet, you continue to fill up your garage with things that are not vehicles. And then you get upset when people break into your vehicles and take things or your vehicle endures more damage than it should. Garages are for vehicles, folks. And if you want to tell me, Adam, it's my garage, I will use my garage for whatever I want. I understand, but you're wrong.
Next, 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 next. Oh, oh yeah, this thing. Okay, so I'm from the great state, State 48, Arizona. And in Arizona, in our yards, the things that make the walls, you know, the barriers that divide plot lines and houses and everything like that, those are either cinder block or metal or we just don't have walls and fences and people can just move from yard to yard. Now, in most places, the walls that divide house lines from one yard to another line are made up of cinder block. Do you know how often cinder block has to be replaced? It takes a long time. Unless something bad happens or it's a very poorly constructed wall. Cinder block holds up to almost all types of weather. And it is uh, put together, a cinder block wall is put together with a cement mortar mix. So cinder block holds up really well and you can paint it with regular paint or you can put stucco on it. In my mind, that is a solid choice. Brick for a wall is also not a bad choice. You know what's a terrible choice? Wood. You know what state has fences between almost all their houses? Texas. With wood fences. What a scam that is. Scam. Wood doesn't hold up well in the weather. Wood doesn't do what you want it to do compared to a cinder block or brick wall. And yet, here we are living in these neighborhoods with wooden fences. I don't know why. It doesn't make sense. It's a hustle. It's a scam. And yet we do it. And you want to know whomst participates in it? This guy. Yep. Yep, I co-sign on that. I don't like it. The man got me on that one. The man got me on that one, and I just, I do not appreciate it at all. But here I sit. Next. Parents, for the love of all that is holy, stop letting your children wear Crocs to school. Stop it. Don't do it. You're setting them up for failure in life. I'm a big fan of shoes. And not just any kind of shoes, but shoes in which I can do some type of athletic movement in. Maybe that's the uh, person who simply played ball from an early age all the way up, so I've been involved in athletics almost my entire life. Maybe that's the PE teacher in me coming out. Maybe that's the fact that I've been a coach for 17 years that's coming out. I don't know. But here's what I do know. When you have a pair of athletic shoes on, okay, you can do the following two things to the best of your ability. So you might be a slow human being, but if you have shoes on your feet, 
even if you're a slow human being, you can run as fast as your feet will allow you to run and your legs and arms can move. If you have shoes on, chances are if you happen to run into someone who's about that life and you need to show them that you are also about that life, regardless of your environment, your setting, it's probably a good idea to have shoes on. Now, if they challenge you to some type of combat in an octagon, then, then take those shoes off. That's fine. But if you're wearing shoes, in the words, I do quote my good friend, John Rolf Eldridge, J.R. Eldridge. Adam, I too like to wear shoes because when I wear shoes, you can do two things real well in shoes, run and fight. And you never know when you're going to have to do either one of those. John Rolf, I fully agree, sir. You, sir, are a gentleman and a scholar. That is why you are my friend, a mentor, and a very close colleague. Because wearing shoes, you can't go wrong with shoes. Parents, stop letting your children wear Crocs. I don't care about 4x4 mode. I certainly don't care about those little gems or, or whatever you call those things, charms, that you put in the holes of the Crocs. The only time I could see Crocs being acceptable would be if you're on a boat or if you work in the medical profession. That's about it. But you mean to tell me that we could land a man on the moon, that we can travel, okay, to another celestial body within our solar system. We could invent things like the atom bomb, and yet we're going to wear Crocs on our feet. Boy, 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 boy. Unbelievable. Now, a step up from Crocs, but still something that's just not good for you, and, and y'all are not going to like this one either. Hey, dudes, don't wear hey, dudes to P.E., don't wear hey dudes to school. Just don't do it. Don't do it. But they're comfortable. Okay. Can't run in them. Yeah, I can. If you can run fast in hey dudes, imagine how much faster you'd be able to run in a pair of Nikes or Adidas or Reeboks or Pumas or Sauconies or New Balances or Hoka's or any of the others. Stop wearing hey dudes. Please stop wearing Crocs. Parents, Stop letting your kids wear Crocs. Just don't do it. Okay, I'm going to end on this. I have what's called a CDL, which is a commercial driver's license. Okay, commercial driver's license. Because I teach and coach in the state of Texas, it is recommended, highly recommended, that I get my CDL, which I got. I'm very proud to have a CDL. And it has become increasingly more difficult to get your CDL, your commercial driver's license. Here's why it's more difficult than it's been in the past. The amount of time you have to invest, the amount of money you have to invest, and the amount of training that is required. When you have to go get your CDL, you have to sit through classes you have to practice driving a bus around with someone who has a CDL. You have to practice parking. And you have to memorize a ridiculous, a ridiculous checklist 
of items that are on that bus, outside, inside, top, bottom, side. It, it is insane, insane. So for all of my fellow CDL drivers out there, <laughs> properly mounted, secured, no cracks, no damages, no stickers, no illegal welds. We got to do something about this bus driver shortage, and the answer is not paying people two more dollars uh, per trip. Okay, I'm not blaming the school districts. This is not on the school districts. They're doing everything they can to streamline the CDL process. I'm blaming the makers of laws who are just scared to get sued every time someone is negligent about driving a bus. When really they're probably not being negligent, you just don't want to get sued. Stop making it increasingly more and more difficult to get the CDLs. It's not incentivized. That's why there's a bus driver shortage. It's very difficult to get a CDL. On the flip side of this, if you are considering being an educator, regardless of whether or not you're going to be a coach, get your CDL. It's a great way to earn some extra money, uh, and it makes you that much more in demand and employable. Okay, So this wraps up the other things portion uh, of my podcast for today. Uh, I just I wanted to get some things out there. So uh, go ahead and talk amongst yourselves. This is Adam Olson with the Football and Other Things podcast coming to you live from the Waxahachie Olson Family Complex. Until next time, Mom, Dad, I love you. Have a great night.